0: provide sales and service on all major brands, from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call TOSA at 334-7302. Good morning, I am Cindy Vanna Love. Talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO the Word Studios. That's True Talk Radio, and uh, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO dot net. You can also catch up with the First Lady of Love and I at lovetalknetwork.com. dot com. Good morning, Miss Love Lady.
1: <laughs> Hello, Miss Sunshine.
0: <laughs> You yeah, know, I'm glad I'm the sunshine. I feel like the Jimmy Dean sausage sunshine. Really? Have you seen the Jimmy yes, Dean they get up in the morning. Yeah, and, and the clouds are too low because they haven't had their Jimmy Dean. Yeah. And if the sun's not shining, he hasn't had his sausage. Well, okay, if I'm the sun today, one <laughs> of us needs to eat some sausage.
1: Well, you know, Cindy, um, this is a wonderful time of year.
0: Yippee, you
1: You know, we all have high expectations of what this season should be, but one of the things that is so important to us every day is that we live out the, the gifts that God has given us, and as we move into the Christmas season, we are going to be talking about the greatest gift God's ever given us, and that is the gift of life that comes in the person of Jesus Christ, and how awesome that gift is, and how we need really to uh, celebrate that, because we serve an awesome God. He is, we are in awe, Cindy, of Him. I could take this whole program today to tell you the things that God's done in my life this week, because we are in a real needy place just right now. Just this week? Well, well, that's about you all I've been did. able to
0: live, one day at a
1: time. <laughs>
0: Man, that's good. Well,
1: and I do want to say this today about Van. We've had so many friends who've prayed and who've offered to help and do all these things. Uh, Van is 10 days out from his surgery, which went very well. Uh, However, since the surgery, he has some major uh, issues, I call them. They're not complications because we prepared Mm. for them. But um, it has been very difficult, and uh, he is just such a fighter, as you know. <laughs> yesterday, he walked twice in the neighborhood, and he didn't want me to go with him. And those are the things that are hard sometimes to accept. But his, he today, or yesterday, was a in much better position than he's been. And the thing that we would ask our friends to pray for is his blood time, his pro time. He should be at three, if, and those people who know about blood clotting and all that, but he's at one And so trying to reach that level without giving him crazy um, hallucinations has been a real challenge. In fact, it was so this week that I probably shouldn't tell this, but he he was just worn out. We had not slept for two nights and he he was just couldn't just could not get there. He was just really sick. And he told me, he said, you are just trying to kill me. (laughs) And I said, what and
0: so he repeated about Those five are dangerous times. words in today's society about, about
1: five times and so I finally looked him in the place and I said what am I doing that makes you think that She said you won't give me my ice bag
0: <laughs> I was thinking about <laughs> that little lady that tennis lady who's yes. been on trial because uh her husband apparently while she uh she wasn't there but you know, they they questioned whether she was yeah. there and did this, but you know, he had some kind of moment and uh. fell and and yeah. died. And anyway, uh, but she, they were all holding her responsible. So you have to be careful. Jim and I talk about that in yeah. our house when we say things like, "Well."
1: That. Uh, the- you know, and it's part of the medication, but we are, we're in such a good pray, place, Cindy. And this week is I've just prayed and, and, and sought God's leadership and asked for strength because, you know, it's not an easy thing. Duh. Would, you know, I can't carry him around, but we, we have had some wonderful calls this week and uh, we don't normally get this personal on Love Talk, but I did want to say thank you to all of you who have responded and, and just um, let you know that we we're getting there. We're 10 days out from surgery, and uh, the uh, we expect in another week that he's going to be able to get up and, and do some of the things that he, he loves to do as we get ready for Christmas.
0: And so, well, I know that that would be a real gift to you. And just as you were talking about uh, the gift... Of this season, and putting our eyes and our focus on the main thing. You know, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in studio the uh, the nineteenth. Yes. As a matter of fact, talking very much on this subject. We're going to come the in the afternoon
1: show, yeah. the right time show for Ed Sauson, and that's another one we'd ask you to pray for. Is Eddie is going to have heart surgery, and we're lovely. Is going to be filling in some for him, and it's going to be exciting, Cindy, because the type of programming Ed does is different. <laughs> Hey,
0: mercy. and you know what else? Uh, we're going to talk today about some of the things that are going on currently, but our sweet little Kathy mm-hmm. who is who um, works with us, she's going to be uh, today, she's speaking at the Ladies Christmas Brunch out at Georgetown at Main Street Baptist Church, Georgetown. Barbara O'Chester is the main speaker, mm-hmm. and Kathy's going to be... <laughs> the funny be, one Kathy's going to tell something it's going to be the funny one yeah, so she,
1: she made me this week and asked me if I had any funny oh Christmas no, I got that
0: email well I emailed her back because she and I shared an we have shared some really great moments. I know you all have to room together at different mm-hmm. times. And well, she and I, when we were in Washington, D.C., oh. we were at the Lincoln Memorial. And of course, we were really having a moment with the Holy Spirit and with mm-hmm. God at the Lincoln Memorial. But before we ever got to that place, of course, we needed to go to the ladies room. This was the most International ladies room you've ever been in. I mean, it was, it was a line 35 people deep and no Ooh. one spoke the same language. language. <laughs> well, so, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is the kind of thing that, you know, give you the the creeps, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just uh, it puts new meaning to the word public yeah. and uh so <laughs>
1: like the, Japan. Yeah.
0: Well, it's just the world's busiest bathroom. And so everything's in there. Every germ imaginable. But here's the point. So okay, I'm thinking this. I'm having all of these thoughts about getting in and getting out. And so I do that. And then I can't find Kathy. She's nowhere to be found. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened to her? Well finally she emerges, you know, much time, much later and I look at her and I say, My gosh, what how she had dropped the entire roll of toilet paper down into the toilet oh. <laughs> And out of this this terrible place she had to fish it out and she and I got the giggles so that it was like the worst nightmare of, you know, there are several nightmares women have about public yeah. restrooms. Yeah. One is that you're going to get locked in the stall and can't get out. You know, the other one is that it's not clean, you know, but the hair was dropping the entire roll of toilet paper. Now, Kathy, you probably aren't going to tell that story today, and you're probably going to turn ten <laughs> shades of red. <laughs> no, and I told it on the radio. But anyway, God bless her and God bless them as they have the women's Christmas lunch today. Today. And, you know, Evelyn, there's a whole slew of Christmas stuff going oh, on. Oh, I know, Cindy.
1: And it's, it's
0: a wonderful
1: time of year. Uh, sometimes we just forget what Christmas is really about. And I call it the time of the Triple G's, God's greatest gift that comes to us. Mm. And we need to celebrate that not just at Christmas time, but every day. But it does come into focus, and especially during this time, Cindy, when there is a lot of conflict about doing public events for Christmas. But some wonderful things are happening. Yeah,
0: let's talk about just a few of them. And, you know, we got into this because Jim and I are trying to, you know, plan in some good stuff for ourselves and uh today uh Promised Land West has their original production of Noel mm. which is a story of a young girl and her finding her way through to significance and worth and uh, the 15th will be uh the Trail of Lights will reopen uh right now Bachman Pioneer Farms is having Ebenezer's Journey and that's an interactive uh you go there and uh, they incorporate mm-hmm. you. You're really like you're in a Dickens village. Uh, the Bethlehem, uh, nativity and, uh, in Burnett is going on this weekend and next weekend, six to nine. Anybody who's ever been there knows that's a terrific Treat and then the 21st will be. I know there are several Handel's Messiah sing songs right. going on right now, mm-hmm. but the full blown orchestrated Handel's Messiahs at St. Louis Catholic Church on the 21st. So there's gonna, there's a ton, there's more than that, but these were more mm-hmm. in keeping with kind of the way in that the public we, event. Well, right. right, yeah,
1: a lot of wonderful churches are having their uh Christmas cantatas and some of those things and. Um, We really encourage uh, our friends to participate in that because one of the things that we are to do, Cindy, is we make this love journey through life is to stand in awe of who God is and what he wants to do in our life. And basically, he gives us the gifts for doing that. First of all, that we grow up and be like Jesus. Secondly, is that we would show that in a manner in which people can see and know. And validate it. And then third thing is that we might glow. And that's what Christmas is about. It's the glow. It's the lights. It's, it's that presence that people look at and wonder, is it real or is it just Santa Claus? But it's because of the character and the life of Christians, Jesus followers, that this has stayed so strong in our nation. And it does not mean that it's not going to be without attack. You know, right now there is a major battle going on in Washington around the room 117. You know what room 117 is, Cindy?
0: Well, tell us, Evelyn. It is
1: the prayer caucus room where they have 105 senators and representatives, mostly senators who go there regularly to pray before they sign any bill, before they make any public address uh, statement. And the Atheist Association uh, is really um, struggling in that regard to have that room closed. And it's just one of those things that's happening in every community in this nation. But when we sit in, in the halls of our government, then it, it, it does become a little bit more personal to us sometimes than it does if it's just another event somewhere else. And so those are the things that we are dealing with every day as we approach this time that we're going to give great honor and great uh, praise to the lord jesus and to his birth into the life that he had
0: well i'm glad you mentioned that about the uh the prayer caucus the congressional prayer caucus because uh we had some representatives come and speak with us in washington dc and this is a group that's done uh, quite a bit uh with regard to the protecting our our religious freedoms and uh, advocating that. And we're, we are grateful that for them, you can uh, go to the, Congressional Prayer Caucus website to see more of what that they have been engaged in in supporting the prayer to the uh, at World War II Memorial, defending the Memorial Crosses in in Utah, keeping the word God in the Air Force logo, uh, being active to mm-hmm. defend uh, National Day of Prayer, especially in um, Colorado, and also to affirm our national motto in God. We trust, and that is really under
1: attack. Yeah, an
0: inclusion inclusion of prayer at the 10th anniversary of 9/11. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, if you would go on that website, so that you have their names, mm-hmm. so that you can pray for them regularly or drop them a note. One of the things we learn in DC is they love to just get a note to hear that people are praying for us. You know, Evelyn, we're going to come back and we're going to continue to dialogue about what it is to live a love legacy. And we're going to begin to really talk about the ultimate love legacy, the one that was left for you and I. This is Love Talk on the Word. Morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that's true talk radio. And in the studio, of course, with me is First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison. And Evelyn, we have been talking about all of the things that, all the hoopla, you know. And you know, we've exchanged uh, our autumn leaves for now evergreen boughs and and lights all over our houses and uh,
1: and snowflakes. We may get
0: snowflakes this week, Cindy. Oh, oh, gosh. Evelyn don't fall out of the chair. <laughs> we have more things going on in the studio. Well, it is supposed to get nippy this week. I'm looking forward to that. But Evelyn, we are still talking about a spiritual legacy and thanks living and and we wrap the thanks living around really one of the the body of the principles of the Bible around worship and praise. Now what better way to look at Christmas than under those principles because Christmas is really about Praise and worship. And we're going to look at both the historical references mm-hmm. to that. You know, we, uh, we talked about gratitude during Thanksgiving, about it being proper and perpetual, pervasive and pleasurable. We talked about it being a way of life, not just a yes. holiday observance where we sit down and we ritualize or we mm-hmm. make it a tradition. You know, we, we're, we're thankful and we gather around a table one day a year. Even then, l- these days wondering who, you know football trumps our thanksgiving we're thankful for football yes. as much as anything else but uh and then we talked about what it is to live in thanksgiving and we talked about seeking god and we talked about thanking god and we talked about doing it both with our mouth and mm-hmm. with our mind mm-hmm. but today we're going to transition into this concept of thanks living Around the person of Christ Jesus, God come to earth in flesh for what purpose? That he might reconcile all men to God. And there was a price to be paid for that. Absolutely. That we would be reconciled because we are the God, the father's, I mean, is perfect he's he's even though he would he desires greatly to be in relationship with us and you and I can never be perfect he sent to earth the perfect one the perfect lamb of god such that he would be that perfect sacrifice that we would be reconciled to him what better reason do you and I have than to mm. live a life of worship to live a life of praise and awe that God did this for you and I. Well, Cindy, um, you know, we look at
1: it as a salvation gift uh, when Jesus came. Because God had promised uh, the chosen people that he would bring to them a Savior. Uh, one that could solve The issue of sin forever so that they didn't have to go to the temple, kill a goat, kill a cow, kill whatever (laughs) and and make a blood sacrifice. And that's not pictured in the um, what we would call the nativity scene, Mm -hmm. but it is the forerunner of what God was going to do as weeks and months passed from Christmas to the to the day he was born. He entered as a man. That he might identify with us. And so it's like salvage. You know, it's like God didn't throw us away. And that's what salvation is. It is salvage. He rescued us. He... He redeemed us. He paid for us. He restored us to the point that we could have a viable relationship with the Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus. That and is that a great, great
0: word picture. I was thinking about our buddy, our garbage man buddy. Oh, Jimmy he he <laughs> would understand that. You know, most of us live a throwaway life. Right. You know, especially as Americans, you know, we're not oh. like the Europeans where we hold on to something and, and value it because of its age, we're much more likely because of age to throw it away. That is a great word picture for the first principle around a religious term that we, we call salvation, mm-hmm. but is really the salvaging plan of God yes. salvaging us,
1: taking us out of the trash heap mm-hmm. and making us uh, as. Jimmy would say fertilizer for the world around us. And Cindy, this, this thought comes to us from Psalm 18 and it, and this is what the psalmist said. God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I got my act together, he gave me a fresh start. Now I'm alert to God's ways. I don't take him for granted. Every day I review the way he works. I try not to miss a trick. I feel put back together and I'm watching my step. And this is the closing and this comes from Dr. Peterson's message of Psalm 18. God rewrote, God rewrote the text of my life. When I open the book of my heart to his eyes. What a beautiful statement that is. I
0: you? love that. You know, in this day and age where texting is such a, uh, part of our daily lives, I think about God in the texting business. It's oh. a moment for all of us when he takes All of those things of our lives where we have just dashed it against Mm -hmm. a wall by our great plans or our own expectations or by, you know, the inadvertent sin or the sin of others. And when God in that moment of salvation is when God rewrites the text of our life. You know, for us as a people group, that was basically that we were torn by separation from God. And torn is right, Cindy. That is a good
1: term. Mm-hmm.
0: Because
1: we are in the middle of a war
0: mm-hmm.
1: between good and evil. And we illustrate that earlier. We talk about room 117 in the Senate building. There is always, there has always been and will always be a, an enemy I call it the enemy of Easter that does not want us to live the resurrected life. And when we look at it every day, you can see the trails in our own lives personally, Cindy, where we have failed. You know, we've, we've chosen our own way. But the thing that is so important, especially from Psalm 18 is that He has put us back together, and he continues to do that. Salvation is not a one-time thing. But Scripture says, for by grace are you saved through faith. It is a gift of God. Lest you boast that you made it and fixed it and and tore it up and put it back together. It is by grace. And so when we look at our life sometimes, we get so discouraged and depressed because we fail. But we should not let that pr- imprison us to the point that we are not a visible image of the love image of Jesus
0: Christ. Well, I think that's what David was basically saying in this Psalm 18. Mm-hmm. And it was this taste of his goodness. If you're relying on uh getting it together first of all you know when it says when i got my act together now he's not saying when he put his life back together and Mm -hmm. he was all cleaned up and then he could go to god no 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 he's saying when i finally came on my knees before god realized you're god and i'm not that's getting your act together. It's giving him
1: all the broken pieces. Cindy, That's
0: exactly did. right. So the second, besides that, we we can no matter what the circumstances of our life are, is that we can praise and worship him because of our the salvage of our life, mm-hmm. the ongoing once saved always saved, but the ongoing redemption of salvation being made evident in our lives daily. And then, then we live a life of thanks living, telling of his greatness. Why? Why do we tell? Is it because we're obligated? It's a part of the... No, we tell because that's the light that gets shed in the hearts of those who've yet to come to that moment. We tell, we rejoice, we worship so that light is released across the earth so that those who are held in bondage can see the light and get out of it. Hmm. Get out of the darkness and go to the light. Well, because it's like you
1: mentioned, Cindy, uh, with Jimmy Gregory and Texas disposal the System. There is a place for garbage. And we're blessed in this city that that's a beautiful place out there. But that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about a life. A life is never garbage. It is always one of value to the Lord Jesus. And that's whether you're at that stage when a mother conceives. And, and, you know, you have new life in your body. Or if it's at the stage where men and I are approaching, where you get old, you know, and you begin to, your pieces begin to wear out. Uh, It is that life is valuable. And it's valuable because of the life that Jesus Christ paid for. That he wants to stand out as the Christmas light. So that people can see that. See the glow of his love, the glow of his grace. And the growth that comes to us when we realize it's not within us necessarily to make that happen. But as we trust him and as we seek him and as we honor him and praise him, then we receive everything that we need to be that light on a hill that he talks about that jesus talked about
0: well let's take our break and come back and let's continue to talk about garbage and glory this is love talk on the word Good morning. I am Cindy Vana. love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Evelyn, it was great to hear from uh, Hill Country Landscape, mm-hmm. one of our longtime partners Absolutely. and a stalwart of, of Christian business and community support uh, the Smith family at uh, Hill Country Landscape and I just would remind those who are listening they have incredibly beautiful poinsettias over there right now and take a take a few minutes drop by grab yourself a poinsettia and uh, make your yes. house Look beautiful.
1: Yes. And that's what, you know, our life is, Cindy. We're not just supposed to look visibly beautiful, but we are supposed to have that glow of Jesus that people can look at and, and wonder, you know, what is this that makes you happy all the time? Or what is this that, that holds you up when you go through the last 10 days that man, I've been through. But one of the things that, that we talked, that you mentioned when we went out is how did you get from garbage to glory? And kind of that's a picture of our lives, Cindy, when we look at them on a daily basis. But it's basically a picture of life that's the new life, eternal life that Jesus Christ brought. And, uh, in, in, in Psalm 26, it said, God, I love living with you. Your house grow, glows with your glory. Now, our body is the house of the Lord. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but it also is talking about the that part around us. When it's time for spring cleaning, don't sweep me out with the quacks and the crooks. Men with bags of dirty tricks. Women with purses stuffed with bribe money. I don't know what that is, but dirty tricks, I understand. Cindy, as we approach this Christmas season, and we think about what happened when God In the person of Jesus Christ entered our realm of humanity.
0: Ooh, Let's do talk about that because he is literally comes and this, this is the first indicator that Christ, the Emmanuel, the babe in the manger is going to turn everything that man has known upside down because where is he born? He's born in the garbage heap. Well, that's true.
1: And it, it we're, we're going to talk about that journey to where the, the cow path was. But the important thing that in regard to where we are in this particular series is the glory of God. And the interesting thing to me is that that first announcement, of his birth you know we're we're in the weeks to come we'll read up to mary and and how god used that young woman to give us the greatest gift that we've ever gotten but ha- what it was that he the means that he used to announce that the greatest gift he had had been given was to the men in the fields well actually it was in it was probably near the city uh to the sheep herders. It was not even the shepherds. We call them the shepherds. But the shepherds work by day and the sheep herders work by night because what they would do is lay themselves at the gate of the sheep pen, the garbage dump, so that the wolves couldn't come in and steal the sheep at nighttime. And that's a beautiful picture, Cindy, of the difference between the garbage Have sheep you ever and glow.
0: been around sheep? Oh, they are the
1: synchronous.
0: Well, cause they've got nasty. that wool. And of course it catches everything you can imagine. That tail end, one time, reason why their tails are often cro- cropped. But anyway, mm-hmm. that, that is not, you know, when we, we <laughs> get this from the Bible and we, of course, we love to draw cute kids pictures yeah. of sheep. But the reality is, is the sheep dump. Is not some place that you necessarily want to hang out.
1: Well, you know, one of the other interesting things about this, Cindy, is that prior to the night that the angels appeared to the sheep herders, it was the product of the sheep field that provided for the salvation of the people. It was the lamb. Mm-hmm. The lamb that was laid on the altar, and that lamb had to be perfect. And what greater media moment could there be than for God to go to those that took care of those little sheep?
0: Well, that's the lamb. Basically, the the sheep provided everything in their lives. What clo- the opportunity for clothing. For food, even, uh, the sheep patties for fuel Mm -hmm. and for heat. And so, um, I, I agree with you. You know, when we say you and I might want, not want to hang out there, this is, this is something that people have got to get. This is where God wants to hang out. It's where he wanted his son to be born in humility. It's where the light The star finally rested and the shepherds or sheep herders in this case, the lowest of even the shepherds were able to see the star, see the angelic host and the glory of heaven descended and they were witness to it. Well, that is so exciting to me because this is the
1: lowly one, Cindy. You know, we talk about uh, angels being low that night as they appeared. And, you know, the star appeared as well. And uh, the scripture in Luke, and Dr. Luke gives us a beautiful illustration of this. He said, there were sheep herders camping in the neighborhood fields. See, they would bring the sheep into the city, close to the city at nighttime. They'd take them out in the, in the pastures during the daytime. They had set night watches over their sheep. And suddenly God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. And what was their reaction, Cindy? They were terrified. Terrified. You well, stop and think about that, Cindy.
0: There, this is, you, you said a moment ago about it being a media moment. But you got to keep in mind, these are guys at zero B.C., right? (laughs) They'd never seen a media moment. They hadn't seen an email. That's right. And so there they were in this night of awe. For us to understand the glory of God means that we have to carry with us and in us That glory. Yeah. But where does that come? It doesn't come from our great works, our great deeds. Mm -hmm. We being somebody special. It comes from these moments when we recognize who God is. When we are actually in awe, in reverence, in fear. And what does it do from us? It elicits worship.
1: Mm -hmm. This is why we recognize the fact that it's not of us and it's of him. And of course the angel's message you no know, and we see I don't know how many times the angels brought the message, do not be afraid. You know, it came to Joseph, came to Mary. But the angel said, Do you not be afraid? I'm here to tell you something. To announce a great and joyful event, the coming of a gift that is meant for whom? Everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Worldwide. And this is the message that the angel brought: a savior has just been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and Master. Can you imagine what they respond, how they responded to that, Cindy? They knew the story. They knew that one day God had promised that He would send Messiah, and our Jewish friends are still looking for that today. And here they were, lowly men, the lowest of the scale. And God chose them to give them the message of God's greatest gift. And this was what they had been looking for years and years. They had said, someday, you know, God's going to send us Messiah. He will rescue us. He will bring us salvation. And they were astonished that God had chosen them to hear that message. And, you know, when you look at it uh, from their point of view, that it would be in a baby, in a manger, in a cow past, you know, in a cow barn or sheep barn. But at once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir. So it was one angel, and then the heavens were filled with a choir. And what were they doing, Cindy?
0: They were praising God. Singing
1: and praising God.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's what Christmas is really all about. It's looking at who it is that came to give us life. And the amazing thing was, is what they sang is, Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Heavenly heights. We've talked about the altitude of gratitude, you know, as we've gone through Thanksgiving. And this is the message they brought. Peace to all men and women on the earth. What? Who please him. Who come to know him. And as the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the sheep herders, what did they do? They had a conversation. Probably, what was that? And we've always had those moments in our life. You know, when God does something great, you say, wow. And they had a wow moment. And they said, Let's us get it all together and leave the sheep and go to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see what for ourselves what God has revealed to us. Cindy, what a message for Christmas. What a message.
0: It is, Evelyn. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what it is to see for ourselves The Revelation of Heaven. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vana. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word, true talk radio. Reminding you, we're streaming live at KLGO.net and also catch up with Evelyn and I for this audio uh, version of the show and our latest blog. Evelyn, we went out and we're talking about these principles of thanks living, mm-hmm. and which is basically really talking about the foundation of worship in our lives and worship is not just how many hymns do you sing mm-hmm. and whether you're singing contemporary music on right. Sunday or whether you know it it is really what is what is the, the heart of your life what's the core of your life mm-hmm. and that's why we've chosen these verses out of Psalms, which are really David's life, because, you know, the Lord says about David, you know, here's a man whose heart mm-hmm. is after God. And when an imperfect man, now we're bridging this conversation about thinks living this life of worship with the realities of Christmas, which regardless of What kind of traditions we observe here in the United States or is observed in Austria, Norway, France, Germany, Mm -hmm. or anywhere, Africa, anywhere in um, the world should have one thing in common, which is worship. And when we lose sight of that is then we're practicing our traditions and Mm -hmm. not faith. And that's why we're talking today about the sheep herders. We're talking about the realities of Christ being born in the garbage heap, about the the parallel of him taking the garbage of our own lives and transforming it into something that is brings glory to him. Not uh, glory for us, mm-hmm. but glory to him. And so we've talked about the glory of God and we've talked about glorifying him. We've talked about glowing and growing as his temple both in the house of god there will be more people that gather in the house of god in the coming christmas Mm -hmm. season the twice a year burgeoning of the church which is christmas and easter and it and if nothing else when christ comes the when the Christmas child comes to the manger, he comes in humility in the place that no one else except a few sheep herders can even find or want to go to. You know, all of the the cattle or uh, barns or really their caves, the grottos, are on the outskirts of the city that ring uh-huh. the city dump. Yes. Because of the smell. Bihana. They don't put them close to their houses mm-hmm. or else disease and yeah. smell and all of that can come in. And of course, the people of God of Israel were, were careful about those things. And so here we have our manger child born, you know, in proximity to the dump, you know, in a cave. And, uh, this is really the prototype of the temple. Of the entire Christ experience. He's born. He takes flesh. Like you and I. He is humiliated. For you and I. And eventually by. The rejection of mankind. To pay that ultimate price for us. But what is different in our time. Than in David's time. Is that Christ come in flesh. Not only wins the victory of salvation for us, the victory over sin and death, but also brings to us the reality of there's not, it's not four walls anymore that it, where God is glorified mm-hmm. and where the, where the glory of God resides. It is his presence and through the Holy Spirit that comes to reside in you and I that magnifies the gift Of the Christ child. This is because it's salvation. And new covenant. He salvages our life. Brings salvation to us. And then deposits. Within us. The glory of Christ. So that others might know. Mm -hmm. Who he is. Cindy. That's why he
1: has us. uh, In the love field. Where he has us. Um, throughout life, he moves us one from one love field to another. And we've often wondered, you know, why God would move you from El Paso to Austin, Texas. <laughs> or why he'd move me from Cut and Shoot, Texas, to Lufkin, uh, to Austin. But it's because he develops in us, each one of us individually, who li- literally live in awe of him. And of his plan and his passion and his vision for our lives. He is at work in this temple. And our body is the temple of God's Holy Spirit. The Our body is as important to him as the temple, the tabernacle was to the Hebrew children. Because it is evidence of the presence of the glory of God. And that is what we stand in awe of. We stand in awe that he loved us enough, Cindy, that he came to give life to us, not just to bring his life to the earth, but came to suffer and die just like a lamb does, that we might know him and begin to grow and glow in a way that people can see that he is real. How does the world know that Christ is real today? When he looks at your life, he looks at your husband's life. He looks at Van's life and at my life. And sees how we walk through the difficult times of life. How we go into the garbage dump. Sometimes you live in that era where you think there's nothing good in Jerusalem. There's nothing good in Bethlehem. Uh, but it is important for us to come to realize that our reason for being here anywhere he has you or he has me or he has our audience today god is in the middle of it and he has a plan for the temple that it might show forth glory of him and so that's why the temple is so important to to the glory of god that's why the garbage dump where the sheep herders were outside gahana Waiting for an opportunity to move up and be a shepherd. That's what life is. It is that progression of growing that we might glow for the, for the goodness and the growth that God brings in our life.
0: You know, it is a remarkable story that is told in the word of God because everything that is about to take place in the new covenant begins to unfold. In uh, the story of Bethlehem, because the heavenly host appear to the lowest of the low in the lowest place, which reminds us that no matter where we are in our life, if you're at the lowest place of your life, mm-hmm. that's where the glory of God, the awe of God is likely to show itself. you know, Evelyn, you wrote a little acrostic here uh, for us, and I, I want us to kind of close with that about the being in awe of God and it is this and when we take the word awesome and we do an across it it is this the a is for applaud jesus w to worship him e to experience his presence s to speak and listen o to open our hearts and hands m to meditate on his love E, to exchange our life for his life. And today we've been talking about the night of awe, mm-hmm. the night of worship that has marked the globe that even now in this day and age is the place where the um, the very place of revelation of Christ Jesus is the place that the whole world is looking at in terms of the reality of Christianity the major religions of the world coming together. And what lessons did we learn, Evelyn, from um, the Night of Awe? Well,
1: the Night of Awe was to those that were surprised but not really shocked because they expected God to enter their life. We are in America today a little bit removed from that in thinking that God's not necessary for living. Many, many people in our nation today, and and worldwide, uh, don't know that. But yet, just this week, Cindy, Pew came out with a new research that says the fastest growing religion in America, I mean, in the world, not in America, is Christianity. So God is still showing himself. And I would say to you, as you're listening to us today, he wants to show himself to you. And the, the... the best way for you to see him is to come to the point or that place where you're willing to stand in awe of who he is and what he has done. And it is so simple. Jesus came that he might give us life. And we have to come to recognize that. It's that we would acknowledge that and be that we might believe that he's real. As we see him in the lives of others and as we expect him to be in ours. And then the C is that we would confess him and commit our lives to him in a way that he could bless us. And bring this glory into our life in a way that people that we can be blessed and we can bless others.
0: Evelyn, it's been a great day today as we have talked about the journey from garbage to glory. And we would say to you that go out and live the gift, the life of thanks living. This has been Love Talk. On the word.